Dunsmere was adrift in a typhoon of pain. His eyes shot open. Once the dragon crushed him in its grasp, reality vacillated in and out of consciousness sea. Waves rolled in until shock woke him and quelled their tide. His bare chest was a mosaic of sanguine blood, swollen bruises, and mud. Snow sizzled against his skin. A fever must have set in. Time was now measured only in moments of pain. Ribs shattering, hips cracking, armor shrieking, bending, pillaging its way into his flesh. An unrelenting army and the claw of the dragon general, stripped of his armor, hanging by his wrists from a wooden gallows. Panicking, looking through the laughing crowd for one sympathetic face. Searing flesh. Marat Hull's molten dagger dragging across his forehead. Demonic chanting mixed with Dunsmere's high-pitched screams. The paladin prayed for salvation. Tendon screamed as his feet searched for solid ground, a rock, anything but this wet, cold mud to support his weight. The gluttonous ground swallowed his toes. Wrists bled, filleted by the coarse rope. Screams collided with the leather strap covering his mouth. These demons were no fools. No prayers or spells could be spoken. The knife still hot in Marat Hull's hand. Dunsmere snapped to full awareness. The aroma of his own burning flesh consumed his nose. Son of dirt, the Dark Lord said. His eyes were obsidian pools reflecting the paladin's deformed face. Those... He prayed silently. Please allow me to be your instrument now. If there is any way you can use me to bring about the fall of this monster, show me. Allow me. Dunsmere screamed as gravity separated his arms from his hands. As though the screams were his cue, Murat Hall spoke. This, my children, my brothers is a moment of great joy for us, for the goddess. Cheers of a not Ona lives. Dunsmere kicked his legs forward. It offered a momentary reprieve until his legs once again hit the ground. Dunsmere bit his tongue, and the pain beat itself into his head. Full hour, old father. Spittle launched from the dark prince's black maw revealing sharp, glistening yellow fangs. Blood filled Dunsmere's mouth. Something hard poked into his tongue. A tooth. There was a realization, a relief. He'd spit the tooth out. He hadn't bitten through his tongue after all. The leather strap used to gag him now had a gash where Dunsmere bit through. There was solid ground under a small layer of mud where that left foot landed. Toes and wrists were all that supported his body. His breath whistled as it forced its way through his swollen nasal passages. He could breathe. He could think. Tot Oman comes, the demons cried. This wasn't the continual chant Dunsmere heard in Tuck's Edge. Now the phrase, Tot Oman comes, erupted from the demons, brimmed with commitment, with devotion. Dunsmere knew that kind of devotion. 
desire for righteousness, possessing every fiber of your existence, being chosen to eliminate evil in the world, that spirit of violent righteousness erupting in zealous war cries. He remembered those cries filling the training grounds of his youth. Murat Hull pulled his sword free from its scabbard. Screams escaped from the demonic dark miasma flowing around the blade. The souls of the Dark Lord's victims. Dunsmere prayed he would be protected from such a fate. An eternity by the falls, smithing with St. Allegis was where he belonged. His labored breath reminded him that that future would not be far away. Songs of pain rose from the blade's miasma in melodic discord with the demon army's cheers. Murat Hull raised the demonic blade. It was a banner of the victory to come. Even with his back to Dunsmere, Murat Hull struck fear in the human's heart. No greater joy is had by one of the Kai Todan than when we convert a priest of the invader gods, Murat Hull bellowed. A forced conversion. Death was preferable to apostasy. There would be no afterlife next to the falls. The doors to the other saints' houses would be closed. Forever his soul would be bound to Tadamon and these demons. Theos protect him. Rot whole world. I see you've bitten through your muzzle pagan. Dunsmere wanted to scream at him, but he couldn't. Rot Hull's eyes, his obsidian pools of infinity, summoned Dunsmere. Where rage once roared, terror now burned hot, bright, and fast. A cold, wet hollowness left in its wake. After the initial shock, the paladin understood. He understood everything, and he wanted to vomit. For the first time in memory, Dunsmere was ready to give up. What he beheld in those infinite pools was the answer. The answer to what created and controlled existence. The meaning behind the pain of the innocent. And what he saw was nothing. There was no divine plan. Oh, it was clear that Theos was a god, but... Even Theos was a small pulley in the large mill of reality, not its creator. A shudder chilled Dunsmere's soul as the chaos stared back at him. He couldn't comprehend what he saw. Dreams were more coherent. Wave after wave of infinity's fullness crashing against itself, exploding into a dance of destruction and creation simultaneously. Murat Hall released the human from his dark gaze. Thigh muscles shrieked. Dunsmere screamed and forced himself not to collapse. A prayer escaped his lips. Please tell me that was a lie. A spell? Theos, please. Saint Allegius. A sign. It was a lie. It can't be. It was not man of dirt, Murat Hall said. It was the truth. What I showed you is what is out there. 
Dunsmere's heart cried in response. He contemplated this possibility so many times before. It was not an uncommon topic, though always discussed in hushed tones, in every monastery, every temple, in every cathedral under the church's gaze. Having seen it, he understood not just intellectually, as he did before, but viscerally. His gums could feel it. The Dark Lord continued, What you saw, that terror, that insanity, it is what we fight against. We, the Kai Totong, are children of a power so great it could put that chaos to order. Cheers from the demons in response. Brat Hall's voice raised. I am the avatar of the old father, here to bring order to this world. First we are to bring you, your town, this kingdom, to its true form. To be one of the Kai Totan. We will bring order to the Great Isle, together. The demons cheered, and Dunsmere found himself cheering as well. His business was to bring the Order of Theos to the world, wasn't it? Wasn't that what he devoted his life to? But if there was no creator, there was no reason to worship Theos over any other god. Nothing in the Decalogos or the other scriptures mentioned this chaos being the source of all life. It spoke of Theos as creator of the world. If that was not the case, why not worship something that could stop the insanity? Two demons were on either side of him. They cut the rope attached to the gallows. Dunsmere screamed again. Pain sprinted from his head to his toes. Blood returned to his limbs. He was carried by the children of Natuna Tatuman. The names warmed his belly. The knowledge Murat Hall imparted to him showed him the chaos, but it also showed him the truth. The Gaitotan, a people of pure strength, who long for a pure world. They worshipped Tatuman and prayed for their god-queen, Natuna. Murat Hall her son, her consort, was the arm of her will. For all the Kaitotan, life was simple. It made sense. It was logical. Everything had a place, and everyone knew their place. Joy in discipline. He could purge the world of the weak, and then no worries, just obedience. The invaders and their gods came through the gates to the other worlds and disturbed the peace that Kai Totan built. Paradise lost. Once the first people killed the invader peoples, only one of the invader gods lived, Hathor. And Hathor, lacking any creative ability, built new men with the bodies of the Kai Totan. He stormed battlefields and he raided graveyards, no regard for rank or status, as if to mock the Kai Totan. Hathor used the dirt of their own ground, the Kai Totan's birthright, to complete his new creations. 
This new people was a pale image of what the invaders looked like. Elves, dwarves, humans, and the rest. Dunsmuir understood. How could he have been so blind? He was being carried by his hands and feet, stretched out, no stretcher beneath him. The sky a billowing mass of dark smoke. A fire must be somewhere. Where? Where waste time thinking of it? Dunsmuir couldn't determine his own location. Reason was not a weapon on his belt at the moment. His thoughts plodded forward. Sometimes they tripped out of his mouth, and sometimes they stayed mired in the bog of his mind. Upon a small hill, the Kai Totan surrounded a stone table on three sides. Dunsby's life was a dream. A nightmare, really. Pain pierced Shock's armor as his own laughter attacked his lungs. He was about to be sacrificed. Although he devoted his life to Theos, he no longer knew if that was enough. In a cosmic sense, Theos was not on the side of good. Not the greater good, at least. What was the point of saving only one world when you could save reality? One word tumbled from Dunsmere's broken and bleeding mouth. Sacrifice. You will be receiving the offering of Tottoman. Murat Hull said. Dunsmere's handlers laid him next to the stone table. Screams came from him. There was no question, but he felt no pain. The pain divorced Dunsmere from his body. He recognized the pain, but he didn't feel it. He was able to register his surroundings now. Murat Hall addressed the crowd in a language Dunsmere couldn't comprehend. The stone table made his heart sink. Dark bloodstains, almost black, covered a very similar table in the Golden Moss Grove. Dunsmere didn't know what Tottoman's offering was. Upon rejecting any offer, Dunsmere had no delusion that his blood would cover this table. Rothall was done speaking. Dunsmere was on the table, strapped down. Not that he could struggle even if he desired. Rothull's obsidian eyes bulge, chilling the base of the paladin's spine. The chill infested his soul, sending a shudder rippling through Dunsmere's existence. Rothull's finger traced the freshly carved runes. Dunsmere screamed. Were they on fire? Was his face on fire? Tears mixed with snow blinding Dunsmere. Each breath announced itself as a shallow gurgle. For a moment, he dreamed he was by the falls. Mother Charlure was there, and the children, of course, Valiant. Dunsmere tried to nuzzle his head against the horse as Valiant whinnied. Instead, his head jerked down, bringing the captive to his senses. He was about to die. This was it, the offering. A young acolyte Dunsmere dreamed of a glorious death, one that songs would be written about, a death to be preserved in the annals of the forge. The sorceress, Nyx Searsail, would write an entire volume of her histories dedicated to his exploits alone. Now that death was here, 
was not spectacular, and he was no longer sure that it mattered. Child of dirt, you are at a precipice. You have seen the truth. You know your god. This Theos, to be nothing more than a child. Rot Hall brought his mouth to Dunsmere's ear. The invader god Hathor was almost as old as my mother, and I threw a spear into his heart, shattering it into a million pieces. What do you think I can do to your infant of a deity? He stood and spoke for all to hear. What do you think this suckling babe of a spirit can do against the chaos of existence? Dunsmere knew in his heart there was little Theos could do. He was only a young god, not one capable of making a universe of order out of the insane seas of reality. Dotoman has that power. Dunsmere, Murad Hall said. Warmth and comfort once again filled Dunsmere's stomach at the name of Taroman. Dot, Dot, Taroman comes. The words escaped Dunsmere's mouth without effort, but he would not take them back. Taroman can make you a new person, Dunsmere. He will take that demonic stink of the invader gods off your soul and you will become one of the Kai Totan. You will be part of the army, not just for one god, but for sanity, for order, for a universe where everything has its place. Excitement only enhanced the warmth in Dunsmere's core. This was what he was seeking. Theos was a pale imitation of Tartamon. The name was like a honey on his heart. How had he been so blind? Nothing on this world mattered. Not the wars, not the empire, or the church. What silly little things. All that mattered was freeing the goddess Tonatona and building the forces necessary for Tatoman to set reality as it should be. Do you accept this offering, Dunsmere? Marathal said. Dunsmere rolled his head to the side. Blood pooled on the stone table. What was he thinking? Was this happening? Could he give up everything in his life to save reality? If he didn't accept... He would still be giving up everything. I... 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 The wheeze accompanied the wet breath in his lungs. Dunsmere saw a dream of Valiant galloping toward him. Those whinnies danced through his ears. He would never hear them again. The world, the universe... Reality would make sense, but Dunsmere would never feel the comfort of his companion. Charlotte's smile, her embrace, her love. He would give all that up. Alice, Carling Bear, and Kirkin 
would only see him as a monster. Saint Allegis would be heartbroken. So would Theos. What are you... What have you been thinking? Even if reality was a mess, and Theos couldn't solve it, he could solve the problems for the people on this world. Lives had been made better by Dunsmere's actions. Lives had been made great by Theos. The god may be young, but he was no less real. Reality might be chaos, and not everything had a place, and maybe there no, and maybe there was no cosmic plan. But it was his reality. Those relationships were real and strong, and they were worth preserving, even if it was even if it was in a world of pain and brokenness. Dunsmere took in a deep breath to make sure all the demons could hear his words. I do not accept. Marat Hull's ceremonial dagger slammed into Dunsmere's chest before the darkness consumed him. Dunsmere heard his chest bone break. In the darkness, Valiant snorted. Thanks for listening to What Happened at Tux Edge, Part 6. Dunsmere, created by Benjamin Floyd. Written, produced, and edited by Alexander Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Organic Meditations, Anxiety, Gathering Darkness, Sunset at Glengorm, Suvaco de Cristos, and our story begins all by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. License under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 Licenses, creativecommons.org, slash licenses, slash buy, slash 